Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What up, everybody? This is Rob Brandt. And this is Rick Brandt, and we are the Brothers Brandt. Welcome back to episode 81 of the Brothers Brandt podcast. We are coming in hot. There's no doubt about it. We are actually coming in white hot on this episode, Rick. And the reason why we're coming in white hot is because in this episode, we are going to talk about Penn State whiteout versus Ohio State. Halloween weekend back in 2012 and the memories that lasted us a lifetime. So we're ready to rock and roll on this bad boy. Rick, you ready? You ready to get jazzed up on this? Let's do it like they do in Happy Valley, baby. Bring the white out for the Brothers Brand Podcast, episode 81, coming at you. Coming in white hot. All right. So before we get into it, Rick, I want to paint the scene for our listeners on the history of these two storied football franchises. It is just unbelievable. Okay. So they're both in the big 10 and we're going to start, we're going to start with Penn state. Okay. So, you know, Penn state um, for as long as I can remember is just like the blue collar, you know, representing Penn's Pennsylvania, right? Smack dab in the middle of the, of the state. You got, Philadelphia people coming together with Pittsburgh people coming together with, with God's country people to make up Penn state. And then you got Ohio state sitting right in Columbus, Ohio, in the middle of Ohio. And, and when these two schools get together, this is a massive rivalry. This is a huge, 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 huge rivalry. And it dates back a very long time. Penn state has been playing football since 1887. 1887. Okay. Uh, over those, over that time, their record is 903 wins, 402 losses. They have almost a 700% winning record. Uh, they've claimed two national championships in that time. You would think it would be more, but still two nonetheless in the eighties, 82 and 86. Okay. Uh, they've produced 42 all Americans, and they have a stadium that is called Beaver Stadium. And this stadium is, is renowned around the country uh, for its capacity. This stadium holds over 100,000 screaming Penn State Nittany Lions. This, this place is rocking on a Saturday. You get a whiteout game. Oh my gosh, I'm getting chills just thinking about it. So we got Penn State hosting Ohio State Halloween weekend. Okay, Rick, I'm going to get into Ohio State in a second, but just to give myself a little rest right here, how was that weekend for you? Did you enjoy take yourself? A, take a breather. Take a, take a relaxed session here. And I'm going to talk a little bit about how epic that weekend was. So 
as you listeners know, the Brothers Brandt love to travel the country and love to get on college campuses in Saturday afternoons in the fall and just take in the atmosphere and put on the home team's uniform or jersey or colors and cheer them on. That's what we did in 2012 in Happy Valley. We've been all over the country and you can bet your bottom dollar that Penn State ranks up there as being one of the best college campuses to go to. Rob, we'll get into the details in a little bit, but let's bring it back to Ohio State and their history. Absolutely. So Ohio State has been playing football since 1890. First season was in 1890. Okay, over 130 years of playing football, right? And uh, their record is 933 wins, 328 losses, over a 700% winning record, okay? They have eight national championships, 1942, 1954, 57, 61, 68, 70, 2002, and most recently, 2014. They make a lot of college football playoffs in this new, in this new setup that we have. They're incredible. Uh, you know, they're recruiting five-star athletes everywhere. Every position is five-star athletes. They have 90 consensus All-Americans, so double the amount of Penn State. But when these two storied colleges, universities, get together, Rick, you throw it all out the window, and it is just a, it is just a, a backyard brawl. A backyard brawl. Anything could happen. It's one of the best rivalries in college football. And here we were Halloween weekend at the University of Pennsylvania, visiting a few of our childhood friends, staying in their dorm room. Shout out to the KWAS boys. Shout out to the KWAS boys hosting. Thank you so much, guys, for having us. And we had just gotten out of college. The younger brother happened to still be in college. And we made ourselves at home. We had a blast. And if you can, go Halloween weekend to Happy Valley for this epic game every other year because every other year it's in Ohio State. So here we are on the campus and it's a scene, Rob. Everybody's coming from all over to be there. As you mentioned, over 100,000 people. It's actually the second largest stadium in North America behind the big house in Michigan. So here we are, it's a night game, but as you all know, the party starts a lot earlier than the night game. So we got out there, Rob. We're ready. We're tailgating. We're having a blast. RVs, as far as the eye can see, people are playing cornhole. People are eating food, drinking beers, having a great time from early in the morning all day through the afternoon. Big screens are up. People are watching other games around the country. And we're just getting jazzed up for the big showdown in Happy Valley. Tell our listeners what you recall because I think this is one of the episodes that I'm going to have to take the lead on the actual game itself. I recall you not making it into the stadium. Yeah. You know, um, sometimes the tailgates get the best of people. You know, look, I had a great weekend. I had a great time there. Friday was great. Thursday was great. Saturday morning, even better. Smorgasbords of foods everywhere. People were letting you eat, didn't care, didn't matter. Ohio State, Penn State gear, let's, let's have some beers, let's drink some drinks, let's do some shots. 
And you know, Rick, unfortunately, I had to call myself out of the game. I just couldn't couldn't make it into the stadium. Couldn't make it in the stadium. You know, I I I went back to the went back to the the uh, the dorm and and watched it there and had a great time. But uh, you know, not one of my proudest moments as a brother's brand. You know, with the escapades and all that. But you know, I think I, who knows what would have happened if I actually went in there. So you know, I think it's safe for all of public safety for me have to have pulled myself out um, and 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 taken a back seat there. But, you know, I'm just going to say I was ineligible that night. I was ineligible. And I'm going to tie it back into Penn State and Ohio State because this was a fun fact about this weekend is both Penn State and Ohio State, because of various different reasons, were ineligible for bowl games that year. And at this point in the season, both teams, right, Rick, were undefeated. Both teams were undefeated. It's late October. You know, this is their bowl game. And it was actually donned the ineligible bowl because both I teams saw, did not make the bowl games. I saw people, Rob, walking around selling shirts that said ineligible bowl 2012 Ohio State, Penn State. There were hats that said it. I mean, it was a real branded thing that week. And it was because there were NCA sanctions that prevented them from being eligible for postseason bowls, as you mentioned. So here it was, the granddaddy of them all, the final game, essentially, of the regular season for these guys, undefeated. So you got Penn State, Ohio State, which is a backyard brawl to begin with. They don't like each other. They hate each other. Okay. Draw a line in the sand. That's a backyard brawl right there, Penn State, Ohio State. You put them on a parking lot, that's what you got. But now Sorry. you put them, Siri, stop. You put them in, in Beaver Stadium, Happy Valley. No more bowl games. This is where they're brawling. They're brawling in Beaver Stadium. And you put the cherry on top of a whiteout, a whiteout game, Rick. Rick, can you explain to the listeners what a whiteout game is in Happy Valley? I'll do my best here, but it's going to be damn near impossible to relive that and make you feel like you're there. But let me try. So here you are. For the longest time now, Penn State fans over that historic history of the program were actually regarded as being some of the quieter fans throughout the entire, basically, 19th century. And um, here we go. All of a sudden, late 90s, the University of Pennsylvania hires a consultant to come on in. Penn, and Penn State University, not, not University of Pennsylvania. That is, that's an Ivy League school, Rick. My apologies. It's impossible to get those two confused, yet I somehow did it. And here we are. They bring in a consultant. They're observing what's going on on campus at the games, and they come up with something that they think could help generate a little bit of excitement and passion during their football games. Believe it or not, this was in the late 90s. And uh, in 1997, they had their first ever what they called whiteout, except it was just the student section. It was the student section, several thousand students, and they wore white. And uh, well, you know, it went over well. People liked it. And uh, they tried that for a couple of years. And it wasn't until the early 2000s that they said, here we go. We're going to do this for the entire stadium. And in 2002, Penn State had their first ever whiteout. And that's how it all came about. And it grew and grew and grew. And we happen to be there 10 years later. 
And yeah, so you've got all the students, all the fans, everybody's wearing white shirts. People are decked out in white. I've seen people in white suits, white pants, white shoes. Uh, you've got white pom-poms and white towels, white hats. Everything is white. It's a scene. It really is an impressive scene that everybody gets on board with. It coordinates their outfits and brings a ton of energy. And these are pretty much always done at night games. So it's sold out. The anticipation is building, Rob. The stadium is truly shaking. The foundation, everything, it's rocking, babe. On a Saturday night, unbelievable. Most of the time, college game day is in town, so that just adds to it. And here we go. The teams are ready to come out into the lock, out of the locker room, onto the field, and they're just playing this intense music. Everybody's rocking. They they, they play the oh 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 oh. <laughs> I know that song. I know that song. And the place, Rob, is unreal. Jumping. Jumping. Goosebumps the whole time. You're jumping around. It's insane. And they come charging out of the locker room. And just the whole game is like that. The crowd never lets down. Doesn't matter what the score is. That night, they're bringing their intensity. And uh, it was a great game, by the way, that night. Ohio State, Penn State, back and forth, heavy hidden, big plays, really exciting stuff. Urban Meyer, coach for the Ohio State Buckeyes, and uh, Coach O'Brien at the time was the coach for the Penn State Nittany Lions. Um, it ended up being a really good scoring game. It was in like the 20s and 30s, back and forth. But ultimately, Ohio State prevailed. I was in the stadium with one of our childhood friends and his girlfriend at the time, and we were in the student section, and that was the place to be. It was electric. I vividly remember the mascot. So the Nittany lion mascot, he's like a brown bear lion looking type thing. And he is a human and he's in this costume, this mascot outfit. He's a human. He's a human. Correct. Correct. I didn't want anybody to think there was actually a bear or an actual lion there. Down in LSU, they have an actual tiger on the field during the game. So well, I, th- I think I think it would be you, you call you keep calling it a bear, Rick, but I think they're the Nittany Lions, so I think it's a lion. It's a lion, but it has a bear look to it. Okay. If you looked at okay. it, you'd say, yeah. "Is yeah. that a bear or is that a lion?" Yeah, understood. Yeah. Understood. Kind of like a, tra- a trim, skinny bear, like a fit bear with like six pack. Well, I, I think know. I think he's standing up, but I think he has a tail. He's probably got a tail. Got a tail, got a tail, got a tail. But if you're looking directly on at him, you can't see the tail because it's directly behind. So what <laughs> so, you're saying is, is they need to make a pronounced, more of a pronounced mane. They need to get a better mane going on. If they had a pronounced mane, that would help. I just think it looks like somebody, like a vegetarian type bear, somebody just on a diet. And. <laughs> <laughs> It's not a diet. It's not a diet. Dude has a, it's like it's like uh, Penn State starving for national championships. He hasn't eaten in a while. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Somebody get him a ring. Someone get him a ring. But you know, just just a just a fun fact there too, because what they do before kickoff is they do this Simba like Lion King song, which is just hilarious. So uh, you know that in and of, of itself is just great and fantastic that they truly embrace the lion, Rick. Not a bear. All right. So nonetheless, it's a mascot. And he's down in the first row of the student section. And I'm like, let's call it halfway up. But there's 100 rows. So 
50 rows below me, 50 rows above me. And here I am. And I'm watching this mascot all of a sudden get lifted up. And now he's crowd surfing. Somehow, some way, he is now on top of the students. And he's just like dancing, prowling, moving his paws and tail around. And the crowd just- You grabbed his ass, didn't you? You grabbed his ass. Well, what I was going to say was he started to flow back up towards us. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this lion is coming towards us. He's coming right towards us. And uh, he's moving fast. He's crowd surfing everybody's having a hilarious time watching this and he could have come anywhere in the student section but he had to come right up the same seat row that i'm sitting like not just like right there but like right on top of me and he's coming up and i'm thinking to myself here we go here we go i'm gonna get in on this and i go to push him and i pushed him up i pushed him so hard he got elevated and he went up into the sky and i sent him back into the row behind me but what I did not take into consideration was how sweaty this lion had gotten. Rob, when I pushed him up, it was like I pushed up into a sponge. And when I pushed up into the sponge, the fluids came out of the lion and onto me. It was like Simba had peed on me. Only it was sweat from a human body in a mascot, looked like a lion, but might've been a bear, not sure. It was disgusting. I get sick and nauseous every time I think about it. I might throw up right now. But I have that vivid memory. And you of all and people, and, and you of all people should know about sweat. For those of you listening, Rick had a terrible sweating issue back in high school. Absolutely horrific. He used to wear three shirts. He had to get rid of a couple of shirts. But anyway, I digress. Rick, go on with the game. <laughs> Why do you have to tell him about the shirts? <laughs> I felt like an opportune time. We've been doing this podcast for 81 episodes, and I finally got a crack at it. I need to take it. It's true. It's true. You got to let the people know who we are behind the camera, who we actually are. And that's right. Little, I do have some little vulnerability, little vulnerability. Give the people what they want. All right. All right. Well, it was a great time in Happy Valley. Ohio State, State ended up prevailing. We had a great time after the game. It was Halloween weekend. People were going out to Halloween parties, dressed in costumes. That's the time to be in Happy Valley. It's still crisp fall. Hasn't gotten brutally cold yet. So, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Brothers Brand Podcast, put it on your agenda to get to Happy Valley in the near future. What an epic time to be in Happy Valley, Rick. Now we're going to shift gears to a little segment we're calling Any Given Saturday. You heard of Any Given Sunday, okay, with Al Pacino, all right? But this is any given Saturday. And the reason why we're doing this segment is because you and I love college football. I would argue we love it more than the pros because anything could happen. Any upset, no one's safe. The atmospheres are absolutely electric. The fan bases are diehards. There's no fair weather fans in college football. You you draw a line in the sand where you are. Yeah, so let's jump into this. Any given Saturday, first edition of any given Saturday. Let's run through the gambit of games we have coming up this weekend rick and let's give our hot takes on them all right let's do it and you know after hot demand from our listeners i mean just constant emails and inboxes and it's almost too much to handle it's almost too much to handle i had to get a p.o box just to contain all the envelopes that were coming in asking for us to talk about college football games the each fan mail of the was the fan mail was going all over the place it was going all over the place rick had to get a p.o box well let's get into it so this week is week five of the college football season and i would make the case rob that 
this is the greatest week five in the history of college football. When we go through these matchups, you guys are just going to have your heads blowing and you're just going to want to find a couch all day Saturday and watch these games. There are five, count them, five matchups of undefeated teams. So there are five different games where you've got two 4-0 teams facing off against each other. Ranked opponents, Rob, this is going to be epic. So here we go. Hey, Rick, fun- Rick, Rick, before we get into it, did you say, you said head blowing. Do you mean mind blown or like mind blowing? Yeah, I think that's what I meant. I'm just so excited, jazzed up for these football games that I can't even really talk at this point. Okay, go on. Perfect. Friday night, the fun gets started with number five heading to Maryland. So Iowa, fifth ranked Iowa heads to Maryland, a battle of two undefeated 4-0 Big Ten teams going head to head in College Park. What are your thoughts on this, Rob? Any possibility of an upset? You know, Rick, uh, I love College Park. Uh, It was a great time going there. Um, I really did enjoy it. Fear the turtle. Um, But I have to say, Iowa's really good. And I think Iowa's, we're going to keep this moving. Iowa's going to continue to be undefeated after playing in College Park. It may be a... uh, Maybe a tough battle in the first half because of the atmosphere home game. It's the biggest, it's probably the biggest home game for Maryland this year, you know, facing off against the number five in the nation. So they're going to bring the noise. They're going to bring the fire, but uh, I'm going Hawkeyes on this bad boy. Fair enough. You know, the atmosphere will be insane and Maryland does have to play pretty much a perfect game. They've got to get all the right bounces to go their way. I always got to make some mistakes. If it's tight around halftime, Let's see how they come out of the locker rooms in the third quarter. I wouldn't be surprised if Maryland somehow snuck it out, but I'm with you on this one. I think the Hawkeyes roll and keep the undefeated season going. Next on Friday night, the 4-0 BYU, Brigham Young University. Cougars. 13th ranked Cougars head to Utah State, who's 3-1. So there's another conference game. 4-0, undefeated, on the road. You smell upset in Utah, Rob? No, BYU all day. Next. I agree. Let's get to the weekend slates. Saturday kicks off with a noon special on ESPN. Number two ranked Georgia hosting number eight ranked Arkansas, Rob. Who do you like in this one? I mean, look, I love the Arkansas story. I don't think in a million years or – you know, I don't think, you know, 99.9% of people besides her Arkansas fans saw this coming and saw that they were going to be ranked uh, ranked number eight with the slate of schedules that they had leading up to this. Uh, but, you know, they upset Texas. They upset Texas A&M. Uh, I, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a great game. But, you know, Greg McGarity, big fan of the podcast, uh, you know, uh, Lauren, big fan of the podcast, right? Um, I'm going, I'm going, go dogs. All right, Lauren Smith, Greg McGarity, we love you guys. Thanks for being guests of the podcast. Georgia Athletic Department personnel, we love you guys. And I too am on the dogs, but man, oh man, would it be epic if this was the year for the Arkansas Razorbacks to run the table in the SEC. First real test, in my opinion. This week at Georgia, 
Next game, Rob, that I love on Saturday is a 12:30 kickoff. Wake Forest undefeated Demon Deacons hosting the three and one Louisville Cardinals. Who you got in this one? Uh, you know, with this one, I really got to be honest. I'm not 100% sure, but I love the Demon Deacons. Small school, small school out of North Carolina. Tiny enrollment, like 5,000 people. Um, so I'm, but I, I like, I like that. And we're going Demon Deacons over here. Plus, I love the black, the color scheme, the black and gold. Just big fan. It should be rocking there, and uh, they're 24th ranked in the country right now. I'd love to see them get to five and zero. Oh. I too will go with the Demon Deacons at home. Now, here we go, Rob. It's a 2:30 kickoff on NBC. Notre Dame Fighting Irish, ninth ranked, hosting undefeated Cincinnati, coming in seventh ranked in the country. Who do you like in this? Both teams are undefeated. Last week, I thought Wisconsin was going to beat Notre Dame. And I don't know if it's because Wisconsin is bad or Notre Dame is just like this good now all of a sudden, but um, it's going to be tight. It's going to be tight. It's going to be tight in South Bend. But I love the Bearcats, baby. I want to see this happen. I want to see it happen so badly. And I think the Bearcats are coming to South Bend and taking what's theirs. And I think they're going to win this game. Rick, who do you think is going to win this game? That's a hot take, Rob. That's the seventh team knocking off the ninth seed team at home. And you know what? I too, as well, will take the Cincinnati Bearcats. Cincinnati has a lot to prove here. They're one of the non-Power 5 conference teams that has a chance to make the college football playoff. This win has to happen. They have to get this win if they want a shot at being at the table at the end of the season. They got to get it. Notre Dame, Rob, to your point, I think they are a good team. I think Wisconsin is a bad team, but I think Notre Dame is a good team. I just think Cincinnati edges them out with a little bit more flair on the offensive side. Let's get to the next big game in the SEC. Here we go. Number one ranked Alabama Crimson Tide hosting Ole Miss. And this is a return for Lane Kiffin to head back to Alabama and try to knock off Nick Saban at home. Both teams are undefeated. Number one versus number 12. Who do you like Saturday afternoon in Tuscaloosa? I, oh man. If this was at the Grove, Ole Miss, I would say Ole Miss would win. But it's in Tuscaloosa. Alabama is not perfect by any means. They are definitely the uh, number one number one team in the nation, but they had a scare against Florida. And I think they're susceptible. I think it's going to be tight. I think the quarterback for Ole Miss has a chance to win the Heisman. I think he's great, phenomenal. All eyes are going to be on this and seeing if he shows up and just balls out. He's going to have to single-handedly keep them in the game. Uh, so I'm, I'm going Bama's going to win, but I would love to see an Ole Miss upset just to, just to any given Saturday segment. Well, any given Saturday is right, Rob. And it's been like that so far for four weeks of the college football regular season here in 2021. This season has been pure chaos. And if Alabama were to lose at home to Ole Miss, 
it would only add to the chaos and it would open it truly up for anybody and everybody out there in college football. I don't think that's going to happen this week. I think roll tide, roll Alabama does them in dirty. Now, next, Rob, on this slate of incredible games this Saturday, number three, Oregon Ducks head to Stanford to take on the Cardinal. Oregon's undefeated 4-0, but heading into hostile territory, taking on the Stanford Cardinal, who are 2-2 two two at home. This is going to be a noon kickoff for the folks in California. You know, Rick, um, love this. Love this matchup. Love the history behind it. Pac-12 beasts right here. Stanford, Oregon, always battling it out. But over this past year, we got to know Phil Knight a little bit better. And Phil Knight signed and autographed a picture of all three of us together and sent it back to the Brothers Brandt. And he signed it saying, just keep doing it, Phil Knight. And Rick, go Ducks. Go Ducks. Absolutely. The Ducks hopefully will win the Pac-12 and represent that conference in the college football playoff at the end of the season. I think they are going to get this win on the road, unfazed, and they are for real. Rob, here we go. Let's keep it rolling. Number six, Oklahoma, the Sooners undefeated at 4-0, head to Kansas State, who's 3-1, no slouch. What do you make of this matchup? Do the Sooners roll or what? Keep it simple. Boomer Sooner, Casey's Kansas State lost to Oklahoma State last week. They're, they're reeling from it. Uh, Oklahoma, Boomer Sooner. All right, let's go. I'm with you on that one. Next up, number 10, Florida Gators, 3-1, and one, head on the road to take on the Kentucky Wildcats at 6 o'clock in Kentucky, undefeated. That's going to be a scene. Does the Wildcats pull it off, or do the Gators get another win? Oh, man. You know, I think um, I think we're looking at an upset here. I think we are. I think the Wildcats are going to take it. I know they're not favorites. I know that if there's a 75% chance in the Gators winning, that's what ESPN has it as. But I, you know, you're going to you're going to Lexington, Kentucky, and and uh, I think I think they're they're gonna they're gonna win. I think the boys are gonna win. The Wildcats mix it All up right. in the South SEC. Great pick, great pick, and I too feel, feel I'm feeling an upset out here. And if I had to pick a game, this would be the game for me to pick. And I'm going to go with the Kentucky Wildcats as well. Let's keep our eyes on that one Saturday evening. Moving on Saturday night, Rob, in what might be one of the most fun matchups, and I'm going to be so excited to see the uniforms on hand for this Ooh. top 25 matchup of two undefeated teams, the Baylor Bears. 21st ranked 4-0 head to number 19th ranked Oklahoma State to take on these Cowboys who are also 4-0 one of these teams has got to lose Rob who's gonna win who's gonna lose what do we got bear down and poke them yes sir uh, man they're going to Stillwater um that place is going to be rocking that is going to be rocking we've been to Waco Rick you and I have been to a Baylor Bears game that place shakes uh, phenomenal atmosphere. Uh, Stillwater, phenomenal atmosphere. It's going to be a battle. I think it's going to be a shootout, and I hope it is. And I think uh, 
I think the Cowboys are going with this one, and I'm excited to see it happen. I love both these teams, Rob. You know that. And I love the Baylor Bears. I truly do. But it would be special to see if Oklahoma State could run the table and Oklahoma run the table and the two of them match up against each other later in the season undefeated. Boy, would that be an epic showdown in Oklahoma. I'm going to go with the Cowboys in this one as well. And finally, the last game this Saturday, week five, to keep your eyes on, folks, number 22, Auburn Tigers. They head to LSU, Baton Rouge, a night game in Death Valley is one of the most feared environments for an opposing team, having to take on Mike the Tiger and the LSU Tigers and Coach Ed Orgeron, go Tigers. Both teams are three and one. What do you make of this? Who gets the W and why? I'm just going go Tigers. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. I, just, I, just, I just like it. Go Tigers. Plus, you know, special fan, friend of the pod, fan of the pod, Morgan Pace, uh, your, your, your lovely girlfriend went to LSU. So we're going to go. Go Tigers. Absolutely. We got to be on the LSU Tigers on this one. Auburn has shown a few flaws this season. LSU dropped an early game week one at UCLA. They were dealing with the hurricane situation that had taken place. It put them out of uh, their comfort zone, I think, for a week or two. And that may have had an effect on their week one loss. But they've rallied. They've won three in a row. And it would be a great win for them to knock off 22-ranked Auburn on Saturday night. For all you listeners out there, enjoy week five of the college football season. This is Any Given Saturday with Rick and Rob Brandt coming to you on a weekly edition here in the fall. For all you listeners out there, I'm Rick Brandt. And I'm Rob Brandt. And we're the Brothers Brandt. Thanks for listening. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.